What's up, everybody, and welcome to Somebody's Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Kendra. Thank you guys always for listening. We're so excited to talk. I believe this is episode 42. 40, 42? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, 42. And you guys, if you enjoy this podcast, you know, tell a friend. Say, hey, you should check out this podcast called Somebody's Mama Pod. All right? Yes. <laughs> That's the word. But right. anyway, let's get into it. Obviously, I'm a little sleepy, but anyways, let's get into it. <laughs> Kendra, how was your week? How was your weekend? Um, I always jump to the weekend because my week is always pretty routine. Um, appointments, school, you know, boring stuff. So um but over the weekend, uh, Friday, Kenton actually had a friend come over and they terrorized my house and they had a good time. And um, Friday evening, I actually stepped out to go grab dinner with um, two of my friends that live uh, close to me. And then on Saturday, we actually celebrated my grandmother's birthday. So that was cool because we haven't got all gotten together um since Christmas like the whole family I've seen people but the whole family hasn't been together since Christmas so it was really nice Kenan had a ball with his cousins running around playing um and my aunts and my cousins my uncles everybody was there so my grandmother was really happy um so that was nice and then um from being outside because we were sitting outside at the restaurant um we got home Saturday night and Bryson's allergies was just terrible. <laughs> so um, it was a long night Saturday. He was sleeping, but he was snoring a lot and like coughing. And like when my kids are like, like that, I just cannot sleep because I'm constantly watching them. And like, especially the way he was snoring, I was just like, is he breathing right? Like, you know? Yeah. So I literally didn't get any sleep. So Sunday, I didn't go anywhere except for to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a good day Saturday, but it kind of turned down Saturday night and Sunday, we just reset, got him better, got some um, saline spray and got him together. Then of course, Kendon, his allergies started acting up too. So we got him together. He's been at school all week. So we're doing good. <laughs> you're all praise God <laughs> yes how was your weekend or weekend slash weekend so oh okay so this past week and weekend my husband had to go to a wedding now the wedding I'm so thankful was really organized but it was out of state mm -hmm. and I just decided not to go and just let him go mm -hmm. and I thought you know my husband goes out of town here and there and I'll be okay watching the kids, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. It was the hardest time ever. And normally when, if he's out of town, it usually is pretty smooth, like pretty smooth sailing, you know? Yeah, yeah. This time around, it was like, they didn't want to go to bed. The only thing that was good was the morning. The morning routine was together. Uh-huh. 
But the nightly routine, every night, I don't want to go to bed. I want some water. I want to snack. <laughs> I want to sleep in her bed. I want him to sleep. I want him to sleep in his bed. I want to sleep in. I was like, y'all are going to drive me insane. Right. And normally it's kind of like I'll let them even like watch a little bit of phone or tablets and mm-hmm. take it and then go to sleep. Like usually it's really, really smooth. But for those days he was gone, it was just mayhem. It was straight mayhem. And then Saturday, by then I had went through like three days of it. Right. And so mm-hmm. um, by Saturday, I was just so tired and I was like, I just need to watch something. So I started the show, The Ultimatum. Yes. Which we will talk about later, but that was so crazy. And I'm like live. I'm like live writing about it on my stories and then everybody's like DMing me back. So that was fun because um, I just kind of got to engage with friends and, and support supporters or followers or whatever about the show. Um, and then Sunday, you know, I woke up and was just like, you know what, we're going to get some things done. Cause I, I had to get one thing done this week was I had to send this photo for this pop-up shop right and the the in order to be a vendor they wanted an updated photo Mm -hmm. and I'm doing an updated setting for it right Uh for this year I'm changing the setup so I was like okay I need a couple pieces she needs these photos by Monday right Mm -hmm. so I had to take all the kids with me to go get find a rug oh my god (laughs) and on top of that I decided to vlog it Oh my gosh. So I vlog me going with the kids to find props for to do a pop-up, right? And because I decided like, oh, this would be a good thing to show people how to shop for just little details for a pop-up. Right. Like, yeah. Trying, mm-hmm. trying to think of YouTube content, right? Mm-hmm. And so the part that people are gonna see is really like the first half. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. And that's okay. The second half, I told them they could pick out a toy, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't like. I was at Marshalls. I went to the Marshalls, and the you know and the, the one you told me about. Yeah. And oh, so, that one doesn't have the best toys, though. Yeah, and so they did not find one toy that they liked. Mm-mm. Toys. The Corona one is better for toys. I would say Ross yeah. actually for toys. Yeah, I agree, but I wanted to go to that Marshalls because you right. had shown the video, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was able to find props there, thank goodness. But mm-hmm. so then I'm like, well, I'll, I'll still get you guys a toy. Don't worry, we'll go somewhere else to get a toy. Yeah. So now I'm like, where am I going to go to take them to get a toy? Like, they're talking about Target. And I'm like, I'm not no. buying y'all. Uh-uh. Nope. Target no trying to break the bank. No. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I Especially because they don't. Really, my daughter plays with her toys, but my son doesn't. Mm-hmm. And he'll play it like one time and then never see it again. Right. So, I thought about it, girl. <laughs> I gathered these kids and we went to the ninety-nine cent store. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? They gotta they pick got out two things. Right. <laughs> 99 cents is store is not the 99 cents store no more though no it's not because um 
especially since and you know I went to the dollar store the other day and everything was actually a dollar twenty-five. Yeah. Dollar Tree is now a dollar twenty-five tree. Yeah. But they have better choices now with the increased price though. I will say that. Yeah, the 99 cent store does. Dollar Tree is the same old stuff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um yeah, I took them there. They were happy. They got an Easter bucket and they got a toy and Mm -hmm. And then it was crazy. I put it on my stories, but the workout section at the 99 cent store. Lit. I saw that. I'm like, I can go get me some dumbbells. Literally. And I had an eight pounder for $7.99. I'm like. That's crazy. And okay. Halle Berry's like whole collection was there in the workout equipment area. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sad for her, but good for us. Yeah. It was like, this is the same stuff as at Target, but. Anyway, so, um, yeah, that was my weekend. And then my husband finally came home on Monday. And this is my first time with no kids. You better than me, because I would have been like, hi, glad you had a great trip. I'm out on Target. <laughs> no, the gag <laughs> is he got home at night. Aw, Yankee promoters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was my... That was my weekend. Nice. Okay, so we're going to jump into some hot topics. I think we're just going to mention first about Rihanna. If you guys have not seen, she did a beautiful Vogue cover, actually spread. There's like a whole bunch of stuff in there um, of her and her pregnancy. It seemed to me that she's getting towards the end of the pregnancy because she is growing and glowing. And it's a really beautiful picture, but she also shares um, in an article um, just kind of like talking about people having, you know, kind of discussing the fact that um, every photo she has her belly out. Yeah. So she kind of did not change like the clothes that she normally wears. She just made them maternity clothes and she's Rihanna. She could do it. Hello. Um, (laughs) I actually saw a meme yesterday. And it said nobody, and then it said Rihanna, and it was a guy with overalls with the belly cut out. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really funny. I was cracking up, but I'm like, it's very true. She has her belly out everywhere, but she had a quote um, that says, "My body is doing incredible things right now, and I'm going. I'm not going to be ashamed of that." So that's just kind of her just saying, you know, it with her being pregnant doesn't mean that she's going to dial back on her fashion choices. She wants to show it off. She wants to embrace her body as it's changing and as it's growing. And if can nobody else do it, Rihanna can. So I, I love it. Yeah, same here. And I think it's, I'm glad that she's like that way because it shows even more true that her brand really is her mind process because so many times people start brands and they don't really walk the talk of what their brand really is. And so I really like to see that um, it's really fluid with her brand and who she actually is, you know? Yeah, she's very consistent. So we love that. And Rihanna, she looked good. And it was so funny because somebody, I was watching this thing and they were like, Rihanna does this photo shoot and look, it's just so simple. It's against a wall and a dress. Mm-hmm. And then the, per- the other person goes, yes, in Paris, 
right in front of the Eiffel Tower. Right. right. Don't try to downplay sis. Okay. <laughs> Please don't try to downplay her. I'm like, it's so simple. I'm like, what is simple about going to Paris to do a maternity shoot for Vogue? Like, right. She also said, um, sorry, before that quote, it says, I'm hoping that we're able to redefine what's considered decent for pregnant women. Yeah, that was interesting quote. Yeah. I mean, because people had a lot to say about what she was wearing and if it was appropriate or not. And, you know, whatever, whatever. She's not the first pregnant woman to walk around with her belly out, but because she's Rihanna and she did it very consecutively. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. it's kind of funny because she's oh I don't know if I want to say this but I'm gonna just say it like uh, uh, like I feel like a lot of black women or people of color Mm -hmm. that are pregnant tend to like not that it's not nothing new to us. I think it's newer on a grander scale. But if you go to certain areas and certain places, you'll see somebody pregnant with their belly out in a crop top tank and little shorts, you know? Right, right. Does that make sense? You're saying that um, it's normal for us? Not that it's normal for us, mm-hmm. but like I've definitely been places where there was people of like black people or Hispanic people that had like their belly out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We I've seen it tastefully done and I've seen it distastefully done. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely um get what you're saying. I saw this girl yesterday. She was um somebody I follow was at a baby shower and she had like a cutout dress and she yeah yeah I don't I won't say I won't say hers was inappropriate but it kind of was like she had like because she had a lot going on she had like the underboob going on and then like it wasn't where the hole was cut out for the stomach it wasn't fitted because it had the underboob so it made the dress look loose and she should have just gotten it tailored Oh, I see. I see where she was trying to go with it, but I think she should have just gotten it tailored so that it fit properly. But um, yeah, we've seen people at the, at the store with just like it wasn't like they had a belly shirt on; it just became a belly shirt. Yeah. And sometimes in pregnancy, once you, especially once you get towards the end of pregnancy, it's like I ain't buying no more clothes. Like okay. it is what it is at this point. Like, <laughs> okay, all my husband's shirts them is my shirts okay right so whatever makes you feel comfortable and then it's hot like if it's in the summertime like listen i'm gonna put on the first thing i could find and y'all just gonna have to deal with it okay that's it and that is it okay so the next hot topic we wanted to talk on wanted to touch on is the show that is out right now nicole you want to bring it up because you kind of told me about the show when i seen your post i was like oh i need to watch this Okay, you guys, the ultimatum. Now, literally, when I sat down Saturday night to go watch some TV, there's eight episodes. I watched all eight. (laughs) (laughs) By the time you are listening to this right now, the finale episode is out. So the finale comes out on Wednesday. Yes. Listen, the show, okay, this is the breakdown of the show. 
the breakdown of the show is there's these couples in their mid twenties at the oldest 30, right? Mm -hmm. One couple is ready to get married and the other one is unsure. One person in the couple. Yeah. One person in the couple is unsure. Uh So one person in the couple thought it'd be a great idea to give their person an ultimatum. Either we get married or we move on, we break up. So the experience is the first five days, all the couples, like eight of them, they all get to date another, another person within their group of eight couples. Okay. Right. And they mentioned that the people, all of the couples there were people that would be compatible on paper to each other. So they purposefully picked couples that if they swapped, they would have compatibility in the room. So that's important to note. Yeah. So they're in this room, like Kendra said, they're com- they have other people that they're compatible with. And the people that are giving their significant, significant other the ultimatum, they feel strongly that all they need to do is show this, the person that they're with, that, that go date somebody else, go be around somebody else. You're going to see that you already have something good. But like Kendra said, the trick Ooh. of it is the show only brought couples together that have other compatible people in other couples, right? And I wonder if they knew that. I, I wonder if so. I wonder if they knew that the show was designed to actually have people that their partners be compatible with. Because like the girl Shanique said, like if I know it's gonna be like this, <laughs> I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think I would have did it. It's like so you wait. set yourself up for failure. For failure. So, so first off, the first five days, I think it's like five days, they get to all date. Mm-hmm. And then they get to, after that five days, they get to choose who they want to spend the next three weeks with. A stranger. A stranger. And it's supposed to be like a trial marriage. Yes. So they live with these people for three weeks as though they were married. And they're allowed to do whatever they want to do because it's basically like you break up with your partner for those three weeks. Yes. So whatever happens in your new relationship for three weeks, your partner is not supposed to hold against you. Right. It's like a hall pass. It's like a hall pass for three weeks. And then after that three weeks, and then they even meet your family and your friends during that three weeks. Crazy. That was crazy. Crazy. And then once your three weeks is done, then you go back to your original partner for three weeks. Yes. (laughs) And the messy part about this is during the separate three weeks, they meet all up. Yes. So they all know each other and they live in the same building. Yeah. They live in the same building. And so the first three weeks, um, they went on an outing, like a, um, a couple's outing, right? But they were with separate couples. Like they weren't with their original couple. they were with their stranger fake marriage couple right right and then the last three weeks they went on a girl's trip and then a boy trip and then they sit in front of each other and talk about their stranger person that they're with in front of their original partner yes you know what I thought was cold too I'm like these producers is a mess (laughs) They have to go, okay, so after the first three weeks are up and they go back to their original partner, they have to go to the same apartment where their girlfriend was laid up with the other guy. Yeah. Same bed, 
saying everything so much so that I, I don't know I want to tell it if you haven't watched the show but people left things there remember the little gold box yeah that was wild so you could see residue of what happened well while you weren't there and then you have to think about the fact that your partner was in this bed with somebody else and you don't know what they did in there and you don't even know it's cold and- it's cold game <laughs> Kendra have you gone through all eight yet yes okay okay good good yeah so it's it's I can't wait till as you guys listen to this Wednesday because I want to see who went through with who. I'm not going to lie with you. I've already found most of the contestants' social media. (laughs) You're one of those. (laughs) No, TikTok was bringing them up. Oh, okay. Guess who TikTok found? Okay. Okay, don't tell me though. No, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. No, no, no. TikTok brought up on my, on my, no, nobody knows. I'm in all the T pages. Nobody knows who's in, ends up with who yet. Oh, okay, good. At least they're keeping that under wraps. Yeah. So guess, so, oh, one last thing before I tell you the TikTok thing. And then the whole concept of the show comes from Nick Lachey and his wife. Mm -hmm. What's her name? Jessica Lachey? Or I I forgot her name. Nick Lachey and his wife, right? They came up with the show because when they were together, they broke up for a little bit because his wife gave him an ultimatum. Mm. They both went and dated other people and felt that there was nobody else better for them. And then they got back together and that's how the show's concept came together. Wow, that's interesting. But listen, I'm on TikTok and Randall pops up on my TikTok. Oh my God. Those comments, in his comments, right? If you guys watch the show, you will know who Randall is, okay? Uh-huh. If they were in his comments going, hey, Big Daddy Randall. Hey, Big Daddy Randall. <laughs> I actually really like that scene because I didn't think he would, I didn't expect for him to respond that way. <laughs> like with his personality, like I didn't expect for him to like be so like fun in that moment because he just seemed kind of like stuck up to me. Yeah, you know what I didn't get about him is he was taking this whole thing too serious. Right. He was just this is the process. We're supposed to be pretending to be married. This is what he was happy to get away from Shanique. That's why. I know. She was doing the most. She was getting on my nerves. I know. She was getting on my nerves. Let the man talk. Can you be compassionate? Can you be empathetic? Can you? show some other emotion than anger like I understand that you're upset because you don't want him to be with anybody but if you're a jealous person this is not the show for you first of all let's talk about the concept of the show (laughs) there's no way on God's green earth I'm going to put my man in a position to where he can go live with another woman for three weeks one because I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to be able to play the game. I'm not going to be able to sit at a dinner and let you talk about my man and what y'all did. And we're going to be tussling. Okay. There's no way you're going to sit in my face and keep keep, keep about what you did with my man last night at the same table as me. That's ain't no way. Two, how, how it's like, it's like putting it's like putting yourself in a headspace to cheat. Yeah. Because you walked into this space, 
dating someone for two and a half years, you're supposed to turn on yourself to be a cheater and then turn it off. <laughs> and that's why two people out of that group had a hard time. They took it as they didn't even like stay within the rules of the show. April and whatever his name is, they took this as a free hall pass overall. They were like, I'm not in a relationship right now. I'm going to go talk to people at the bar because this is not the couple that I chose. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I Colby. Colby. Colby, yeah. yeah. Like, they didn't want to be with each other. They didn't choose each other. So instead of them, they're like, well, we don't want to hook up with each other. Let's go to the bar and hook up with other people because our partner is out here hooking up with somebody else. Yep. Like it's it just don't make no sense, y'all. And then try this. Do not try this at home. Do not Do try, not try this at home. This is television. These people are playing Russian roulette with their life. I would not advise it. I do not recommend. It's great entertainment, but I do not recommend. Tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. Tomatoes, tomatoes. I I, I enjoyed the show. It's great entertainment. <laughs> you know what I felt it was? Okay, this is why. For one. I didn't like that they were mid-20s, only been together a year and a half or two years, yeah. and would have this force of, I want to get pregnant tomorrow and, and have a whole family. It too. I really felt like everybody on there was having a quarter-life crisis. Like, yes. And so I felt like they were just like taking, using that to their advantage. Yeah. Um, also... Um, uh, I feel so bad because I feel like nobody like nobody mid 30s would do this like Mm -hmm. you really have to be young like you really have to be you really have to be early 20s to do something like that especially because it's like I'm pretty sure in their minds it's like I don't know I think some of them really did want to be married but it's like if this don't work out I'm still young I can go find somebody I only been with him for two years like two years two and a half years is not that long I mean it's long enough to to know if you want to marry someone but I think it was Shanique's mom that said or somebody in her family if he if he don't know if he want to marry you why are you basically forcing his hand to either one embarrass you again by saying you absolutely not I still don't want to marry you or two, doing it out of guilt. Right. Like, right. if he didn't want to marry you, he just didn't want to marry you. If he ain't ready, he ain't ready. You cannot force a man to be ready. Yeah. They could say yes. They could buy you a ring. They could ask you to marry them out of pressure. But if they're not ready, they're just not ready. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and like, and you can get something that happened like with the people that, um, that it didn't go through with the process. It's like that second guy, he proposed to her out of fear. Yep. He was afraid that if she got together with that other guy, that mm-hmm. he was going to take his place. And because he didn't want to lose her, he just went ahead and proposed to her. And she was like, yeah, this ain't going to work because you still want to have kids. And I don't like, but yeah. her dumb self, see, don't be a fool and see a ring and just go, oh my God. And forget all about what just took place like you cannot be that girl it it was crazy because they just started telling her like I, don't, I think that was fake I think that was a fake proposal 
I was like, everybody knew it was fake. Nick and Nick and whatever her name was knew it was fake. Everybody at the table knew it was fake because it basically was like, (laughs) I did it. No, I did it. Like he stood up. Like actually, I have something to say. He looked like he wanted to laugh the entire time. He knew it was fake. He was sweating bullets. He didn't even have a real proposal. He was just like, I, uh, uh, I just. I don't, you know, he was just making it up as he went along. Like it did not come from the heart. The first couple, I feel like he's, he honestly didn't connect with anybody else there. That made sense. Right. And for him, he got his answers, but the other guy, no. You know, the first, the first guy, we're going to probably, I hope you guys have seen this, but the first guy, I felt like he. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Yeah, a spoiler alert. I feel like he only proposed because he um, he sat with all the girls and all the girls that were there were so like, just like he became such a shoulder to everybody mm-hmm. that he was like, no, if I'm gonna have to do this all the time, then I might as well just keep my girl. And then he didn't have no real connection with anybody. The girl that he wanted, I forgot who he initially wanted, but she got to, so yeah, it was well, like, actually and then he gonna whisper to the girl like she she put him on blast. She was like, "You just whispered to me that you're gonna pick me, and then you proposed to her like you're fake." <laughs> Why and he was acting like it was dodgeball or something like, "I'm gonna pick you, I'm gonna pick you." Like, and she was already chosen at that point. Like, what are you talking about? The show's a mess. The show's a mess. We're trying not to give too yes. much away, but watch the show. It's it's wild. Yeah, and so we'll have to come back uh, next week and talk about the reunion. Yeah, and who picked two? Yeah, so part two next week. <laughs> All right. No, me... not next week. What? Oh, we won't have we won't have part two next week. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's move into our mama moments. Yes. So, as I told you guys before. On Sunday, I started a vlog of getting the props to do a pop-up, right? Mm-hmm. On Monday or Tuesday, I started to put the props together. And now I just only have the baby. The big kids are at school, right? Mm-hmm. So I just have the baby and I'm vlogging and I'm like um, showing in the camera, oh, this is how I'm you know, coming up with the concepts of doing this pop of doing the setup for the pop-up and I literally say you know I have my daughter with me and you know working with, while having your kids like it can be kind of tough but it's worth it or blah 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 right uh-huh. <laughs> now Araya is playing with the alarm system oh my god and I tend to let her play with it for a few seconds and then I pick her up so since I saw her playing with it but I was talking to, with the thing right so mm-hmm. I literally say you know, working with kids is tough, but you know, you just get it done and blah, blah, blah. And as I'm talking, the alarm goes off. <laughs> She's playing with like the clicker? No, like the alarm inside the office, like the office alarm. Okay. Like the ring system. Okay, got it. And so I've been meaning to get it off the floor. So she pushed whatever button it was and the alarm for the goes off. So I'm trying to vlog and I'm <laughs> yeah. literally like, you know, you just work with kids. It's great. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then it's like, <laughs> you have to leave that in there. 
You have to leave that in the box. Please. <laughs> but you have to it, it, like insert a no. clip like just when you thought you had it made. <laughs> a kid be kidding. Okay. Okay. And then I thought I turned the record button off. It was still on. Keep the footage. Please keep the footage. Oh my gosh. And then you can use that footage to run the teaser. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. You have to keep that. Yeah. I hope you edit it. <laughs> that's gold. Yeah. So that's my mama moment. What about you? Okay, my mama moment. I feel like mine's are always sentimental. But anyways, so... We are at a point where we are trying to transition Bryson into the room with Kendon. Ooh. So, yeah. So, he currently still sleeps with us, but his whole thing is he doesn't care who he's sleeping with. He just needs to sleep with somebody. He just needs to rub his feet on somebody and <laughs> he needs a warm body. So, Kendon has been asking for him to sleep in the room forever. He's like, when was Bryson going to be able to sleep in here? Because they have bunk beds. And we're like, oh, he's still a little bit too little for the bunk bed, whatever. So one night, my husband just was like, I'm finna try it. I'm finna put Bryson in the bed with Kendon. So um, he put him in the bed, and oh my gosh, he went right to sleep. He put he put him in the bed with Kendon and he went right to sleep. It was the cutest thing ever. He's in there balled up under the blanket. They both passed out. So cute, slept there all night. Um, I went and checked on him at like 6 a.m. and he was like opening his eyes, but all night long. I was wow. like, yes. And so the next night, um, he wasn't as tired, so he can go right to sleep, but Kendon was like patting his back. And I didn't even tell him to do this. <laughs> oh my goodness. I didn't even tell him to do this. It's the cutest thing ever. So he's patting his back and goes right to sleep. So the third night, I'm like, okay, let's let's. This is the real test. So this was like over the weekend because yeah. we were like, we don't want Bryson keeping Kenan up while he has to go to school or whatever. Yeah. It's really so cute. the third night, same routine. We put him in there. He's quiet, but I keep going to check on them, and they're still both wide awake. And so I'm like, okay. <laughs> so then. Um, I go back in the loft and then I hear Kendi like, mom, Bryson needs you. And I'm like, oh God, he's in there silent crying. Like no sound, no, like just silently tears rolling down his eyes. My heart broke. I couldn't do it. I had to get my baby. <laughs> get my baby. Get, get my, get right now. And got got used to him being in there. So he's like, mom, are you going to bring him back? And I'm like, I don't know if he's ready, buddy. Like, we'll, we'll have to try again another day. I don't know if he's ready. But I think my logic is that he has to be super tired. If he sits there too long and think about it and realizes what's going on, he's like, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah, and that's, that's probably it for sure. Yeah. So, but it was super cute. That's really cute. Them in there sleeping, sleeping together, brothers. So cute. That's really cute um uh it's funny that happened this weekend that happened this weekend for me too but it wasn't my mama moment Mm -hmm. but Austin let Audrey no Audrey let Austin sleep in her bed Mm -hmm. 
but the next night Austin was like, um, Audrey was like, okay, tonight I'll sleep in your bed. And he was like, no, you can't sleep in my bed. <laughs> Cause he has all his toys that he sleeps with. Oh, wow. He's like, he's like no room. <laughs> I was like, Austin, that is not nice. She can, you know, you put your head down here and she puts her head down here and go to sleep. And he was like, right. And he was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not moving my superheroes. Right. He's like, sorry, sis. We can go to your room. I mean, your bed. <laughs> Kids are funny. Right. So wait, what are you going to do? What are you going to do then? I feel like I'm going to try again, but I have to wait until he's like really sleepy. Like, yeah, I feel like it's just too much for him if he's wide awake. But he's been taking earlier naps, so he's been going to bed more on time. Um, he's been taking naps at like 12.30. So Ooh, that's been, good. Yeah, so he's been getting more tired earlier, and we've been trying to go to the park like every day. So um, he's been more tired. So we'll try it again this weekend. I don't want to like disrupt Kenny's routine. Yeah. for uh, school but we'll try it again this weekend yeah because i'm like i was ready i had i had baby the little bumpers that you can put on the uh <laughs> that you put on the one bed i'm like oh we better do this little throttle <laughs> get my bed back okay see okay. i've been thinking about that lately because arise in our bed and i'm like i think i'm gonna get her just a little she sleeps really good at night so I think I'm just gonna get her a little bed that I can put in my room that she yeah. can just sleep in her own bed because she right. sleeps so good at night mm-hmm. yeah that's what we did for Kendon when Kendon was smaller too because he wasn't quite ready to go to his own room but um he had to get out of our bed so we put him in a little toddler bed in our room yeah but yes, so moving on, we wanted to mention that this week is Black Maternal Health Week. And so we just want to share a few facts with you guys. Uh, Black maternal health is super important. Um, with us being Black moms, we have our own experiences with the healthcare system and giving birth. And the truth of the matter is, we're not all created equally, okay? There is proven history of that they treat black women differently than our counterparts when giving birth, our pain tolerance levels yeah, and things like that. Um, so some of the facts that we have down here is every year, nearly 700 women die in the U.S. as a result of pregnancy or its complications. So that's all women. We know that giving birth is very close to death. I mean, so many things can go on. So many complications can happen um, when given um, life. Right. But Black women are two to three times more likely to die from pregnancy-related causes than white women. Black women over the age of 30 are four to five times more likely to die from pregnancy-related cause than white women. Um, there's a lot of reasons why these things happen. Um, institutional institutional racism in society and the healthcare system. Um, black women's increased susceptibility to certain health conditions that can affect um, mor- morbidities in pregnancy. 
lack of access to quality prenatal care. And sometimes the quality prenatal care doesn't just mean we can't afford it. Sometimes the lack of quality prenatal care is because these doctors actually look at us in a different way than they do our counterparts. So we don't receive the same treatment. Right. Um, we're not acknowledged when we you know, say that we have certain pains or discomforts because they've been taught that we are able to bear more, we're stronger, and that we have a higher um, pain tolerance. And it's been spoken that we're more dramatic. So um, they don't necessarily believe us when we say we're in pain. And I actually experienced this myself with my second pregnancy. Right. Um, with Bryson, you guys know, if you guys listen to the podcast before, you know that I had a premature pregnancy at 25 weeks. And when I was in that holding room, I was telling them that the baby was coming. Well, the first thing first was they were trying to stop the um the labor and things like that i was telling them it was not working my body was the pregnancy or the labor was progressing um everything that happens when you give birth happened my water broke the mucus plug was gone like i was in full active labor i kept asking for pain medication epidural things like that i didn't get any pain medication the whole time i was there and they were not even listening to me like, thank God my mom was there to advocate for me for the, the, the help she could provide, but nobody, literally all these people in the room, nobody was listening to what I was saying. I had to literally scream to tell them that my baby was already out on the freaking journey. You guys have to go back and listen. I don't know what episode it is, but you guys have to go back and listen to that episode. Um, I go into more detail about my birth experience. But it was just crazy that literally no one was listening to me that whole time. And this happens for so many Black women around the world. And so with Black Maternal Health Week, we are bringing awareness to these things that are happening. They're not things that just happened a long time ago. They are currently happening to Black women every day. We're not being heard. We're not being seen. Um, We create these birthing plans for these hospitals and nobody cares. Um, so it's important to create your own plan to advocate for yourself, um, hire a black doula if you can, or a black midwife, there's alternative methods that you can go, um, through in order to give birth, because sometimes the hospitals just aren't as safe as they say they are, um, So there's a few things that you guys can do just to make sure you are looking out for yourself and to be safe and have the safe delivery that you desire. Uh, Come up with that birthing plan. Pick the hospital that you choose, do your research, um, go and do a tour, ask questions, have your birthing plan written out and then have someone there, whether it's your partner, your mom, whoever's going to be there with you during your labor and delivery, make sure they are aware of your wishes and that they know that they have a voice to advocate for you in that labor and delivery room, because you're going to be trying to get the baby here. You don't need to be stressed about, you know, trying to make sure things are going according to your plan. Um, But if you are able to go through doula services, 
they will also be there with you at the hospital if you choose to have a hospital birth or if you choose to have a home or water birth, things like that, or at a birthing center. Um, they are your advocate. They are your voice. They know what your wishes are and um, they are there to make sure that your plan is executed and that you get your dream um, birthing experience to the best of your ability because we all know that life happens and you know we can't determine how um, things are going to pan out but this week you're going to hear a lot of people talking about it want to bring awareness want to promote advocacy um, and those alternative methods like if you're healthy and you're you're have don't have a high-risk pregnancy um you know you may have another option than having to go into the hospital but if you do speak up for yourself don't be ashamed to to say and ask for what you need yes and I always um oh man I, I think that's the number one thing that you could do was really advocate for yourself and then have other people advocate for you. And then, like you said, it's hard because even when you do those things, it's still like, they don't want to listen, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's, the, I think the only thing that's going to be able to really affect it is just, I know in the notes, it was about changing the laws or getting more things in place in order yeah. to make changes yeah and it also talked about racism like the it's just it's such a deep conversation it just gives me chills like yeah it's so hard to to sometimes it's just so hard to process the fact that just because you're black or a woman of uh of color like people just automatically feel that you can just bear more pain like it's just it's just crazy it it's was written crazy. in their um, medical books. I don't I remember the name of the guy um, that came up with this dumb thing, but he it's written in the medical books still to this day. That, Every time. Go ahead. That we're just able to bear more pain because of some project that he did. And he didn't he didn't even fairly test the theory because in order to test the theory. You need to test both subjects. Yeah. He did not do that. <laughs> so yeah. every time I think about this subject, I think about when Serena Williams was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, Serena Williams, she's this athlete. And when they were she was trying to advocate for herself and they weren't listening to her. Mm -hmm. And she almost died because of it. She was yeah. like, they were not listening to me. I was telling them. And she had blood clots and she was like, they would not listen to me. And I just had to keep telling them over and over. And then like, she was like, I almost died twice. Man, I, I've seen it firsthand, like too many yeah. times, like, and just the fact that it, they're so nonchalant about certain things. Yeah. I was going to say when um, I experienced it as well. So if you guys listen back to the birth stories, you'll hear it. But one thing I'll, from this last pregnancy that really had pissed me off was she was so nonchalant about the um, epidural and mm. did it wrong. And um, I knew she did it wrong because the person prior to her did it right. And my first person did it wrong. So I had two out of the three do my epidural wrong. Mm -hmm. And so 
um I just remember how nonchalant like oh no I'm just gonna stick this needle like I'm just about to do this and I'm just thinking like you are not taking this seriously at all wow and I was like I at that moment was like am I gonna get this epidural or not like I had thought about it like maybe I should not get this epidural because she was not taking it seriously sad man oh it's so sad a lot a lot happens it's a lot of stories um and it's important to share these stories not to scare anyone or you know if you're pregnant like don't feel fearful just make sure you put your plan in action and you know just sit down write out what your wants and your needs are and have the people around you rally for you and advocate for you and know that this is their purpose in the room Like, yes, you're here to help me breathe and help me have a relaxed environment, but you're also here to make sure that things are getting done. Right. If you see something out of place or that does not feel right, you need to speak up for me because I'm not going to be able to see everything. And I just remember my mom um, sitting in the corner because she was just like praying the whole time. But when she would hear me say something, she would say it louder. She would say it louder. She would say it three times. She was my voice. So like I would say things and they would ignore me. She would yell it. Yeah. And like, that's what you need in those moments, especially when you're dealing with a high risk situation to where a split second makes a difference. Um, Yeah. They didn't even want to check me when when the baby was crowning. They were like, no, I just checked you. You're fine. I said, he's coming out. He's, he's coming out. She lifted that thing up and she saw the baby's head. She started freaking out. I'm like, well, if you would have listened to me three minutes ago, then maybe we would have already been in the room and, and been and did what we needed to do. But you didn't listen. Oh my God. Kendra, I can't do this right now. I can't do this. It's so- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, and there's so many stories that's like this Ooh, and worse. So many. And yeah. worse. And so this is why we have this week and the rest of our lives, we have a duty to yeah. bring awareness to these issues so that our sisters coming up don't have to go through the same things that, that we've had to go through. So we need laws changed. We need books to be corrected. We yeah. need um, sensitivity training. We need so much more um, in our health care system. And just to make things more affordable too, there are programs that you can look up and you can get resources for if you do want to do a doula program because it can be expensive, but there are programs that you can go through um, through different nonprofits and things like that. Uh, Dang, what is it called? Black Babies. Uh, I have to look it up, but um, there are several programs that you can go through um, if you would like to receive doula services. because I do think that they're very helpful, especially with your first child. You may not know a lot of things and yeah. um, you could take different classes and things like that. But, or if you are, you know, say you live out of state from your family, you don't know if anybody's going to be here to help you through your process or your, your partner's not going to be here. Like your doula will be a person. Yeah, doula, I, that was the number one thing I say. Definitely have a doula. And my first doctor was black. And so that was nice too, because- she just, she understood different signs and she made me get extra tests and she yeah. was really on it. So yeah, that goes it along with it. It definitely makes a difference. 
So yeah, we just wanted to touch on that topic and make sure everyone is aware and you know, you can do your own research as well. Yeah. So moving on to our last segment, uh, we told you guys last week that it was our birthday month and we're um, celebrating just by allowing you guys just to get to know us a little bit more. Um, and so we're going to jump into a few Q&A questions um, so that you guys can just get to know us a little bit more, but also about our experiences in motherhood and things like that. Um, so we just wrote down a few questions from the Q&A to answer. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. You want me to go first? Huh? You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. First question. Do, sorry, did you have a timeline on when you wanted to have children and did you execute that? Sorry. Um, I definitely, you know, I had a timeline. I yes. think I talked about this before. Um, I definitely had a timeline. Um, my husband and I, we decided when we got married that two years in, we wanted to have our first child. And we did exactly that. I did not expect to get pregnant as fast as I did. I will say like, I thought like, oh, once you come off birth control, they said like, it might take like six months or so to get out of your system. No. <laughs> I was pregnant right away. <laughs> but, um, That's hilarious. Yeah. And then two years after that, so that was our plan. So it was get married, wait two years, have our first child two years later have our second child so that's what we did how about you so um the first child we were just kind of waiting we were we said we'd wait two years um but I think we ended up actually waiting for it ended up it being like more like three years because it just I never really was on birth control but mm -hmm. it just took us some time to get pregnant uh-huh and I had to end up becoming one of those people where that's like had to track my flow and track this and yeah. when are you ovulating? And once I did that science, then we got pregnant. And then the second time um, we wanted to wait, we wanted to make sure that our son was out of diapers before our daughter got here. That's smart. <laughs> yeah, so that was the plan. So um, we got pregnant close to the time line that we would be able to see that our son would be out of diapers so mm. when our daughter came our son was out of diapers so then we only had one diaper and then for our third child if you guys listen to the podcast we wanted another one <laughs> we were open to having another one yeah and then we had another one there, right. was, a, there was a thing called a pandemic <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of pandemic babies floating around here. I've seen and I remember two, one each year. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Uh, yeah. The next question, I'm going to skip around a little bit. Um, just because this one kind of goes with that question. Uh-huh. If you could go back in time, would you have children at the same age that you did, or would you do it earlier or later? And why? I would actually do it earlier. Really? Yeah, I think um, I think I would have did it earlier because 
if I did it earlier, I would probably would have four, I would have had more kids. Mm, yeah, probably so. Yeah, I probably would have had more, but then again, I wouldn't have been as financially stable. So um, if I would have had it earlier, I wouldn't, I, I will, I don't know. I don't know. I think I should have had it earlier. I think I would have done it earlier. Just based, just based on like, like wanting to have more or yeah but then again okay you know what actually I'm backtracking because this is just a story I've said in my head over and over so many times that I'm just repeating mm-hmm. the story now mm-hmm. that I have three kids there's no way I could have four so I would have had them sooner and I would have still had three but I probably would have I would have been earlier yeah I would have had them earlier because you have to also think again I met my husband at 19 right and then I got married at I don't know like right year after college so so how old were you when you had Austin oh wow I think my husband and I had been together for like six years by the time Austin was here how old were you I don't I don't remember honestly Okay, so do the math. Yeah, I guess 25, 26, 27, something like that. Yeah, because you know, like some people, I know my son is seven. My son is seven. Yeah. And I'm going to be 34. I'm going to be 34. How old are we going to be? We're going to be 35. Oh, really? Okay, so we're going to be 35. So I was, I was 28. Yep. Okay, yeah, I guess I was 28. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that I had my son at 28. So then I got married at 25, 26. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, for myself, myself, it's funny because I remember like growing up, like, I don't know if it was like growing up or like maybe like high school or college. We kind of talked about me and my friends, like when I wanted to get married, like how old I was going to be, how old I wanted to be when I had my first kid back then it was like I'm gonna be married by 25 have my first kid by 27 and my right. second kid at least before I turn 30 so I could be done but if I could go back in time um I might have waited one more year oh wow only because me and my husband we we used to be in the streets okay like we had so much fun like dating um in marriage like before we had kids we were just so free get up and go we would travel um we were just those people and we still are those people but you know it's a little bit more restrictions on it um but so I say that I would give I would have given us one more year just to go like tour Europe and like you know do all that stuff so we're going to be doing that stuff now but um, and of course, like with our kids and stuff too, but I kind of wish like we would have experienced that with just the two of us pre-kids and then like do it now with the kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if not, I would have just kept it the same. Like I don't, I definitely would have not done it earlier. No, I wouldn't have done it earlier. If I would have done it earlier, it would have just been for out of like shallow reasons like oh I want to be a young mom and like you know da, da, da. but like me knowing what I know now <laughs> it was either the perfect time or I would have had one more year to like function <laughs> 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 I was uh 
when I got married, I was 27, I believe. And then when I had Kendon, I was 29. Oh, wow. So I had Kendon like right before my 30th birthday. I remember Kendon was like seven months or so at my 30th birthday party. So, um, but which it was a, it was a good sweet spot for me too. You know, I have a lot of support, so I was still able to do like things that I wanted to do, but I'm really big on travel, really big on experiences and things like that. And of course we do experiences with our kids, but me and my husband are like really best friends. So we like to do stuff with just the two of us as well. And so sometimes we'd be looking at each other like, dang, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is a Sunday it's like a beautiful Sunday I think was it this past weekend or yeah this past weekend was this past Saturday was like beautiful yeah. it was like yo we would have been at Cabo Cantina right now we would have went to my grandma's birthday and then we would have just went right to um Venice and went to the beach went to Cabo Cantina spent the rest of the day out there like that was our thing you know yeah but we still could do those things now we just have to plan it so we have to be like mom you want to take the kids and we did do that like a couple weeks ago we had a um a brunch to go to and we were going to take the kids but it was so cold outside we were like oh, i don't know we don't want them to get sick so we literally were at church and my um my parents were there and we put the car seats in their car and they just took the kids and we went on about our way <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we're firm believers in still being who you are after you have kids. So um, I wouldn't change too much. I probably would have just took one extra year. That's awesome. Um, Oh, did you and your husband have the same number in mind when it came to children? I believe you said that before. Who, me and Brandon? Yeah, we did the two what about you we had originally we were open to two to three Mm -hmm. and when my son was born my husband was like I'm one and done I'm one and done I'm one and done I'm one and done (laughs) and then he was like maybe just like one more one more one more and I was like you was gonna get this one more whether you liked it or not it was right right (laughs) and then only children over here yeah and then the second one and then he he was like I'm done I'm done I'm done and then he was like you know maybe just like one more one more and then he really worked on that for like eight months or so and then the pandemic and then I was like okay and then I had felt it on my spirit for one more but I was like having conversations with God like is it really one more and I just remember God being like mm-hmm it wow. is and I just remember like, I just remember thinking like, wow, you want me to have what, like, I'm supposed to have one more child. Like, I just remember having these conversations with God and God was like, yeah. this is what we're going to do. And I was like, okay, okay. And, um, and then I think I told you before that he, a couple of months ago, was like, maybe just like one more. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, there's no more. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny okay so did you guys have so you clearly didn't have a firm number it was like two to three was that like did you guys discuss this like prior to getting married during or like when did you guys kind of like decide yeah that was definitely prior because we had already been together like 
we've been, we had, we were together actually five, actually we were together five years before we got married. Mm-hmm. Cause all through college. Oh no, no, no. Four years. Cause I met my husband my sophomore year, mm-hmm. but anyways, anyway, so it was like four or five years before we got married. So we had already been together for such a long time. Yeah. Oh, we long to us. At that right, time. right, right. Yeah. I think too, like, it's so funny cause we had a firm too. <laughs> it was like, we, we were like, is there room, like, is there wiggle room for three? Or like, what is your firm number? And we both was like, one, two, three, it said two. <laughs> and so, and we even went as far as say, you know, we're both pretty thorough people. Uh-huh. So we're like, so what if we get two boys? Two. What if we get two girls? Two. Like, cause our ideal was one boy, one girl. Yeah, but we were like, whatever the Lord wants us to have is what we gonna have. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. Um, the next one. Oh, this is a good one. Um, what is the hardest part about being a mom thus far? Ooh. Um, you know I think the hardest part for me at least is I have become like so much more patient Mm -hmm. like I think being patient is the hardest part for me but Mm -hmm. I will say I've become I've become I've been forced to become so patient and I put my schedule together in a way for myself to be patient whether it's making sure I get a lot of sleep making sure they go to bed on time because the closer it gets to nighttime my patience starts to get small and so that's why last week it was just so hard because bedtime they were just screaming and this and that that I was like I'm at the end of my patience yeah for sure (laughs) You know, like I'm at the end. This is the part where I would hand the remote over to my husband, not the remote, but I passed it to my husband and say, and he would normally be like, I'll go up there and talk to them and lay down on the floor and then he falls asleep. You know, like (laughs) he usually takes over that part if it gets to that extreme, you know? Right, right. And he wasn't there and I was just like, oh my goodness, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness. Yeah, what about you? That is so funny because I I have like um, the same sentiments. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say like toddler personalities, but it all boils down to patience as well. Yeah. Like this whole, like I want to do what I want to do and <laughs> like just fighting me on everything yeah my patience has been tested in so many ways with this toddler and so do you even still call him a toddler he's five (laughs) (laughs) i'll be boy like chill out yeah so um yeah i would say that's been the hardest part is just like having patience and talking through um talking through his perspective with him and getting him to understand reality and you know just trying to be super patient and 
trying to explain it in a way that he can understand and then like being consistent in that so that he can grasp the concept because sometimes it's like uh, it gets really annoying when you have to keep repeating yourself over and over again and it's so funny because I hear my mom I'm like why do I have to tell you the same thing every day you do the same thing every day why do I have to tell you the same thing every day you come home take your clothes off put them in the laundry basket put them inside of the laundry basket not next to it not hanging off the side inside go wash your hands like turn the light up, like, you know, like routine yeah. things that he literally does every day. I have to tell him. Yeah. So what I started doing instead of telling him was asking him when we come in the house, all right, Kendon, what are you supposed to do? Go take my clothes off, go wash my hands and put on my play clothes. I'm like, okay. I get upstairs. You think you did? <laughs> No. <laughs> no. No. As soon as you said I went upstairs, I was like, oh no. no. The no. second you go upstairs, ain't nothing. But done. you know what's good and rewarding about it all, though? It's like, it's always, it's always two sides to it. It's always right. like really tough and then it's like super rewarding. Those days when he does remember and he's so proud of himself. Yeah. I'll walk upstairs and he'll literally be standing there smiling in the hallway like, want to smell my hands <laughs> like <laughs> I washed my hands and then he'll be like mom look come look come look and he'll take me where his laundry basket is and he'll be like look mom I put them inside oh, like I you know like that. he'll be super proud of it so I'm like I turned the light off I closed the door I did everything I was supposed to do and I just give him a big high five and a big hug like so that happens every once in a while yeah but all those other times I'm very you know, it's, it's very hard. Another thing is the, the nonstop of it all. Yeah. Um, you know, it ain't no real breaks. So, I mean, like this is considered a break for me because I have an excuse not to, (laughs) (laughs) I have an excuse to step away for an hour or two. So, um, yeah, the nonstop of it all can get difficult. Um, but with just like talking through things and coming up with ways to make it better for you and your family, I feel like it kind of takes that, that weight off, but yeah, the nonstop of it all has been like really hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, man, it's crazy because it's, I feel like on one side, moms live this life every day, but when most of the me- media or things we see online, mm-hmm. it's like only rainbows and flowers and, right. you know, but right. that's if you're not a mom, it's like once you get tapped into motherhood and being a mom, yeah, it's like you're open, it's like this door opens and you go into this secret room with a whole bunch of other moms that now you know all this stuff it's like you don't even know this whole world exists unless you're actually a mom yeah 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 no that's legit like some sometimes I'll be like dang like okay even if you take because you know I'm really big on my self-care days and stuff like that but when you get back you got to jump right into it so like those are like moments in time and you have to really be in this. Like you have to be on at all times. 
Right. right. Like being a mom is constantly being on and, you know, being on your P's and Q's, watching, anticipating what's going to happen, preparing, keeping track of everybody's schedules. Like it's a lot going on in your brain constantly. And that's why it's so important to just have your outlets and have the things that you can do to take those little pockets of moments because it's ongoing. It does not stop. Somebody always going to need you, going to need something. Um, You know, it's, that's why they say it's like such a huge responsibility because you're taking on however many children you have. Those are how many lives you have to live every day. (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) You don't know, you no longer are one person. You know, you no longer have to live for one person. You have to live for you plus three, plus two, plus one, plus four, you know, whatever, however many children you have, you know, that's, those are how many lives you live every day. Um, so, you know, something I was thinking about really quick is, um, like, I remember getting out of school and be like, I'm done with school. Like, especially like I finished college and even though I've thought about going back to get my master's, I've just been like, I'm done. And now I hear my mom all the time. My mom is when we were kids would be like, yeah, I've been in kindergarten four times. (laughs) Um, I have been in first grade four times. I did fifth grade four times. Meaning she did it for herself and her three kids. Right. And I feel that because I keep thinking about Araya turns one this week, right? And I think to myself, oh my goodness, I got to do kindergarten two more times. And Araya, I'm not doing kindergarten for another four years. Wow. So I'm going to be close to 40 going to kindergarten again. Wow. And I keep thinking, oh my goodness, am I ever going to get away? Not get away, but not, I hate to use the word get away, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing these high frequency words. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I got like, I got like, wait, at least seven more, eight more years of high frequency words. And I got like, what? Uh, Oh. a whole bunch more years of girl don't even think about it it's gonna stress you out don't think about it i already told you the math is completely different right right i can't even do the first grade i'm good at math in this first grade math what is they doing they not even doing it the same way we did it it's a whole different ball game it's a whole different process you gotta get a tutor for us and the kids And I'm like, okay, I can barely keep on with this, with this first grade. By the time Orion go to first grade, it's going to be completely different. Yep, absolutely. And I keep thinking like, I, I just remember going through elementary school and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I'm really back in school. Like I'm checking his homework every day. I'm doing homework every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my goodness, this is just the beginning. I'm going to be yep. at home. It's literally just the beginning because when I think about like my mom and her doing this with four children (laughs) and the amount of her involvement, like my mom was like literally like type my papers. Like she had to proofread everything for all the kids. Yeah. She had three kids in high school at one time. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And so it's like keeping up with all this stuff. And then like it's crazy. And and at that time she was working as well. So 
I'm just like, oh, Lordy, like, you know, this is a lot like doing science projects and like, and she just did it all with grace. Yeah. Like she did it all with grace. Like I never remember seeing her get like, she used to get mad at us though. If we like waited to the last minute, cause I remember we'd be up at three o'clock in the morning typing a paper, like, and the whole time she'd be like, why you didn't have me do this last week? You could have did this last week. Why, why did you wait till the last minute? You know? And so, yeah, now it's our turn. We just have to get ready for it and try to enjoy the, the journey and the process. But it's crazy because like you do it. Yeah. Like you, God gives you the ability and the motivation to just get through it, you know? And then you just keep having those pockets of sunshine along the way. And that's motherhood. Like, <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's it. it. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. <laughs> And I just be thinking like, dang, Ma, you did this with four kids? And then she had the nerve to put us in extracurricular activities and like science clubs and like finding finding extra work. Like, girl. I have been looking at these summer programs for my son and I found a community one and they had the nerve, Kendra. They had the nerve in summer to put this community to put this community sport on a Sunday, Mm-mm. I was like, "They really, they really wrong for this." Mm-mm. And it's the only day in his age group. I think it's on a Sunday or a Saturday. And I thought, you know what? This is wrong. This is so wrong, girl. I know. I saw this girl on YouTube. I follow her family. They made her sons softball or baseball was it t-ball practice at 7 p.m oh no matter of fact i think it's 7 30 and he's four no see Uh, no no he's four years old so she has to rush home Mm -mm. try to hurry up and feed them and get all her kids ready to go to practice because they didn't appointed her husband coach and her team mom i said girl you should have said no that's too much that's too much it's way too much and i'm all for activities but the activity it's got to make sense it's right after school and then it's go home and it's shower it's eat dinner we got some homework let's go to bed at least for the little kids like i can't understand when they get older they stay up later but these little kids they're gonna pass out in the car and then you have to wake them up to give them a bath and get them ready for bed like right. that, somebody didn't think that through. No, they were thinking about the adults and not thinking about the children. Yeah. Like during the week, are you crazy? They should have practices Saturday mornings or something. I don't know. I don't know, but bedtime at my house is seven thirty, and you better be asleep by eight, and you really better be asleep by eight thirty. And <laughs> if we get to nine o'clock, we gonna fight, right? <laughs> That's my time. Okay. That is my time. Yeah, that is my time. You are, because now you're interfering with my time. And I got shows to watch. Yeah, I got my feet to kick up. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I don't want to talk to nobody. Okay. Okay. The last question that we have is what is one thing you did not anticipate when it comes to motherhood? Oh, goodness. Um, I think for me, I would have to say 
something that has impacted me the most right now that I did. I kind of, I can't say that I didn't anticipate it because I knew that it was a part of um, motherhood. I just didn't think that it was going to have longevity. The memory loss. Like my short-term memory is terrible. And I talked to a lot of moms that have this same issue. And I know we talk a lot about mommy brain and like when you're pregnant and things like that, but I will be mid-sentence. And I don't know if it's because I have so much going on in my head in regards to like everything that's, I have to keep track of with my kids or plus myself, plus my husband, or if it's just the, the, the memory loss from um, having children because I will be mid-sentence, mid-thoughts and forget <laughs> what I was even thinking about. Like, it's getting bad. Like, I need to go get some ginkgo biloba or something because <laughs> something wrong. it is terrible. Like, I just feel like it's getting worse. And then it's like, I have kids. So I need my memory. Like, I need, like, my yeah. long-term memory is good. I've always had a good long-term memory with my short-term Child, don't ask me. I have to write everything down. Everything. Like I gotta, I don't know what is what. Okay, I really don't. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. Uh, I think for me, I didn't expect like how overwhelming the um, like like you're always on the clock. Like you had just talked about, like the always going, going, going. Yeah. sorry I definitely didn't expect that to feel as overwhelming as it can be you know like I didn't realize that I didn't realize that you were going to always be on the clock either yeah it's like something that obviously does because who's going to take care of the kids but it's not something that you I don't know I don't know I agree watching the baby Sorry, even when your husband's watching the baby, you're still watching the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And it's so like, even when you have support, you're you're still on. Like, yeah. I don't know. You're still checking yeah, even in. Even in your sleep. Even in your yeah. sleep. And that's what I mean by like ongoing too. It's like, like, even like I just said, like with Bryson, like he's knocked out sleep, but the way he's snoring, I'm just like, it's not sounding good. So then I can't sleep. And even my sleep patterns are just still messed up from when they were little. Yeah. Getting up in the middle of the night. Like we, I've never been a good sleeper, but my body is just now conditioned to just be up. And it's hard to get a good night's sleep. Even when I'm away from them, I'm waking up. Oh. So I don't know if I need to go to a sleep doctor or what, but. Uh. <laughs> no, it's, lately, um, when I, lately I, my sleep has been coming back. So when I, especially because Araya is one, she sleeps through the night. She had always been a good sleeper. Mm-hmm. And I, I still wake up in the middle of the night to check on her, but I'd be going right back to sleep. Yeah. Now that, now that I could do sometimes it just depends on what time it is. If, if they wake up at 4am, I cannot go back to sleep. Oh no. Girl. If something happens at 4am, I'm just, I'm up till six. Oh no. So yeah, I just be like, Lord, please let them just don't nothing happen. But for me too, it's just a, 
like with him like the snoring and stuff that's just me like being yeah. paranoid yeah because they don't wake up like Ken did sometimes like this morning he was like mom but he was asleep so oh. I know now to wait a while and not get it because before I would just get up and run like what's going on I go in there and he knocked out so I'll wait if he does it three times then I'll get up yeah because kids be doing that and they sleep yeah but yeah it's so many things and you know it's so funny because it's like like I said I don't remember my mom like of course she wouldn't complain to her kids about being fired or anything like that of course not but I just don't remember her like displaying like that type of like being overwhelmed and like stuff like that but um yeah we're learning as we go (laughs) the uh I don't remember my mom saying anything too but I feel like she probably did but I just don't remember it as a kid like as a kid you just don't remember you know yeah but I I'll be straight up with my kids. Mommy is tired. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm then like, I'm like, my mom never slept like slept in or nothing like that. She'd be up. She'd be up at 5 30. Oh, she still wow. get up early. I'd be like, please, I'm gonna bed. Like, y'all still sleep? I'm still asleep. <laughs> okay. And when I and when you come in here, if your dad is here and it's the weekend. I'm going to fake sleep and all y'all get out and when y'all comfortable downstairs, I'm going to get up and I'm going to shut the door quietly and I'm going to go back to sleep. And if, if nobody interrupts me, I will also get up and take a shower by myself when nobody's talking to me and questions. My daughter will run in and ask for my phone while I'm asleep. I will open the phone for her, hand it to her, and turn over. Right. <laughs> for real. That's sad. It's nothing like that Saturday morning sleep. I do that too. Like my husband will get up and break. I wake up to the smell of French toast. Okay. <laughs> my husband, he will get up Saturdays, make breakfast, make breakfast for the family. I'll be in there knocked out. And Kendon already knows. He'd be like, come on, close the door, mommy, sleep. Be quiet, be quiet. See, no, my kids would be like, super loud tv all the way up won't even shut the door i had to tell my husband shut this door when you leave with all these kids <laughs> shut the door okay <laughs> i had to tell him shut the door shut the but door it don't matter it's gonna be shut either way <laughs> right right i just don't want to have to get up and do it okay exactly well i'm fake sweet <laughs> right that's hilarious but yeah, yeah i hope you guys hilarious enjoyed this episode yes that was our quick little q a um weighing in on some things so we hope you guys enjoy like next two weeks off for our to celebrate our birthdays nicole's birthday is next week mine is the week after so we will be enjoying we hope you guys enjoyed this episode next week we won't be here but you guys can catch up on any episodes that you missed and we will be showing up on Instagram so you guys can holler at us over there. And yeah, share our content with the friends. Um, you guys can wish us a happy birthday by liking um, our, co- our 
our contents, sharing our contents, subscribing yeah. on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leaving a five-star rating and review. If you guys haven't done it yet, please do so. You guys can at least do this for our birthday. Come on, come on. Tell us happy birthday. <laughs> All right, love you guys. We'll holler at y'all in, uh, in May. Bye. All right, bye.